1: Heading out to Eden, yay, brother. Mm-hmm. Got no trouble on my body or my mind. Gonna live like a king on whatever what? I find. What? Gonna eat all the fruit and throw away the rind. What? Yay, hey, brother,
0: yay. What the hell
1: was that? Come on. It's that Star Trek episode, the one where Spock plays the Vulcan harp and meets the space hippies. Oh, good God.
0: What? Rear, rear, rear. Nerd alert. Nerd alert.
1: Come, I, I got five more. Take and them away. It. A couple take, more verses and away. we're done. Oh, no,
0: good. That one's enough. Oh, that's it? <laughs> that's all you're getting. Good God. Listen, <laughs> if you're still here after... That nerd fest. Uh, Thanks for sticking around. Three (laughs) people are freaking out. How awesome. They're like, oh my gosh, I love that episode. It's my favorite. Yay. Back to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Welcome to Thoughts That Rock. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. (laughs) We give you life-changing nuggets and you eat them up. That's what we do. That's it.
1: (laughs) We try and squeeze it into half an hour and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Well, normally when we start off with... Star Trek Trek love poems that turned into music we have. Usually a longer. You just haven't heard Spock? Play the Vulcan harp, apparently, before in the past. That sounds wrong.
1: Okay. So I don't know if you've noticed this or not. uh, For people that listen to the show regularly, at some point when we start talking about how life gets busy, you know, we always customize the show. We always pick something different because we we totally get it. People have got a lot of things going on. And so we try and pick these three unusual things that you could be doing while actually listening to the podcast. And so... You're going to hear that before we jump right into We've our We've never repeated here. them in the That's history true. of the show. We've never, ever repeated them. And we hope to never repeat them uh, or, or repeat and, ourselves it, over and over again. And
0: an interesting nugget, I don't let Jim tell me what they are before he says them. That's true. He likes
1: to respond. That is correct. And we love that. And so we might need a little bit of help from you because we're going to do a little bit of a, a contest here. Ooh. So those of you that are fans, you know exactly what we're talking about. Mm. If you will be so kind, if you've got a good idea, we'd love to hear what your three things potentially are. What could you be doing while listening to the podcast? We would love for you to go onto our Facebook page, Thoughts That Rock, and put in your best suggestions there. Yes. And uh, we'll give you – what do we want to give
0: them? Magic the Gathering? I don't know. What are we going to give them? Yes. We'll give you
1: some magic beans. (laughs) And uh, some pixie dust <laughs> to send you on your way. We'll give you a set of uh, custom signed books from yeah. Brant and I. Let's do it, and we'll use those three things actually on the show. So go to Facebook, thoughts at rock, and put in your three things. So, you know, we're looking forward to uh, some creativity That's from right. uh, from the fans.
0: You do that. We are going to continue to support Cannonball Kids Cancer and their yep. incredible fight. Uh, to provide options for kids who've been told they've run out of options, you know you can check them out online at CannonballKidsCancer.org.
1: They are so good. We love those yes. guys. And listen, doesn't really matter what you're doing right Here now. Here we go. You know what? You, Here we go. Trying to grab a little bit of nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, just because life's coming at you at about 100 miles an hour, we totally get it. Doesn't really matter what you're doing. For instance, you could be uh, making sandwiches for the week.
0: Hey, give me that meat.
1: Maybe you're doing an oil change. <laughs> Or you could be waiting for the manager to call you in to work. It doesn't really matter to us. It wasn't me. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. I summon Blue Eyes
0: White Dragon. Let's do it. Let's do this. (laughs) Our guest today is a great friend. He is one of the most in-demand speakers on the planet, a best-selling author, Uh, entrepreneur, investor, award-winning, creative director, comedian. I mean, this guy has (laughs) got a resume that would make you blush. Um, We want to welcome our friend Ron Tite. Ron, welcome to Thoughts That Rock.
2: Gentlemen, rocker thoughters, rocker thoughters, (laughs) rinker thinkers, rollers, strollers. Thanks for having me.
0: All of the above. All All of it. He's one of our favorite, (laughs) one of our favorite Canadians. Uh, You know, listen, we're going to have Ron's full bio in the show notes because it could be a show in and of itself. Uh, Just his career has been (laughs) amazing. Uh, An award winning uh, writer, advertising, creative director. Uh, He is the founder of Church and State, which is formerly uh, the tight group. Um, just the, the the work that he's done with brands like Evian and Fidelity and Hershey and Kraft and Microsoft and Intel—it's just—it's insane the the resume that he has. He's written children's books, comedy books, plays. Uh, uh, a hit television show called monkey toast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really his, his latest and greatest achievement is his brand new book out called think, do say how to seize attention and build trust in a busy, busy world. Uh, I got my copy. Uh, Jim just got his copy and uh, we have to tell you, man, this is such an amazing book, such an amazing accomplishment Uh, on, on your part. Just thank you for putting this out there and, uh, and allowing people like us to benefit from your genius,
2: so thank you so much for that. Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you. That's very nice. It was really, really. It, I really enjoyed writing it, uh, and really hated promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which but may- I, have t- I have to, I have to share one thing before we get into it. Yeah, because on one of your previous episodes. You guys mentioned that um that sometimes people will ask if you're in a band together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like if you went to restaurants and stuff? Yes. Okay. So my uh my um and you, Jim, you'll probably appreciate this maybe a bit more given your uh, your legacy. Um but the best customer service line I've ever heard from a waiter in a restaurant. I was in a smaller restaurant in Queen West in Toronto, and Queen West is like a really Trendy, like you know, kind of gritty, you know, really cool kind of part of town. And this family was in the restaurant, and the family just did not did not look like they belonged in that restaurant <laughs> in that neighborhood. The dad had the, the you know the 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 khaki walking shorts with the tilly hat and the socks and the sandals, and <laughs> the the, teen, the kids were these two uncomfortable, you know, in the in the peak of puberty teens. It was just this whole family from the suburbs into this gritty part of town. And, you know, uh, they were waiting for their food and waiting for their food and waiting for their food. And the dad just gets up and goes, this is ridiculous. We are leaving. This is the worst service. And as he's leaving, he comes face to face with their waiter. And he just goes, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is the worst service I've ever experienced in a restaurant. We're leaving. And the waiter just looks at him and goes, dude, dude, I'm in a band. <laughs> <laughs> not, if there's ever a way, it's just like, man, I hate my job. You're not cool to be interacting with me. It was just, dude, I'm in a band and walked away. <laughs> oh, I love it. I could have used that
1: line back in the day. If that's not a t shirt waiting <laughs> to happen right now, <laughs> the answer to every. Oh my god! It's the Mark Wahlberg again uh, in Rockstar. You know when he he's yeah. working on his on the copy machine and his boss walks over. and goes, "Do you have eyeliner on?" Same thing. <laughs> he goes, uh, "I'm in a band." <laughs> that should be the line for everything, just to diffuse whatever situation's going on. I love it. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. Number two, uh, a customer best customer service complaint was um, uh, from uh, Tom Segura. Was a great bit on, you know, there being a, a baby in a movie theater. And he goes out to the lobby and says to the manager, Hey, there's a baby being a baby in the theater. And the manager just goes, Some people suck. And walked away. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is definitely thought, going on a t shirt. That has got me through so many stressful moments in airports and where you're like, Why are these people? And you just go, Oh, right, some people suck. And this is one of
1: them. And if you're the one who sucks, you could just use "I'm in a band." It's right. So like that, <laughs> that's right. you can use both of those in almost any situation. Tom Segura is going to yeah, be totally. at the local
0: at the local theater um, on Friday. Uh, and so
1: for real? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: that's yeah. hilarious. He's hysterical. <laughs> love, oh, amazing. Love him. Well, run. Not
2: to derail things. No, no. no. Awesome. You
0: know how we do things here. It's a little bit different. We like to jump right to the incredible piece of advice you're going to share with the listeners. So the floor is yours. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that
2: rock! My thought that rocks is uh, something that I learned from my first boss in advertising, Tom Blackmore. And the line is. I'd rather come in last than in second.
0: Okay. Now, you got to explain it because because I think I have an idea, but I'm not sure if I'm correct. So where, where does that come from? What does that mean?
2: So given the environment that that I operate in and typically how do we get brands to connect to consumers and the, the, the original um, or the origin of that thought was around how agencies pitch their services. And the thinking is if you come last, it's because you've totally missed the mark. And by totally missing the mark, you have gone outside of the normal expectations, that you have done something, you took a risk, you uh, you know did the unconventional, you didn't follow logic, you mm-hmm. completely did something unexpected, and it was off the mark. Now, if you came in second, it's probably because you did the same old, same old, you told them exactly what they wanted to hear, you uh you know, you followed the playbook. You sounded pretty similar to pretty much everybody else pitching. You were just lacking something, <laughs> hmm, I don't really know. And so I think it is often better to like look like step outside logic, step outside the expected, and do something that actually is going to deliver value because that often is the stuff that really makes a difference in business. It is the stuff that really makes a difference in pitching is the stuff that really makes a difference um, in building a business. That, look, if you want to really add value and add significant value, it's going to take you doing the unexpected. And if you just do what everybody else in the category is doing, but changing the fonts and changing the colors, you're going to grow 1%, 2% a year, and you'll keep your job. Come on, we got to be better than that take some risks, step outside, add and you know significant value and that requires some risk.
0: Now, uh, so I'm dying to know as a as I mean, so Ron's got an incredible history of being a very successful comedian sort of before he he rolled into the creative uh, space of advertising. Mm-hmm. Is this the approach that you took with your comedy? as well, is to sort of go way outside the box because I would imagine there's got to be some legendary bomb stories if, the, if you're trying to go this far out of what was maybe popular at the moment. But I think that that's what we find, right, is some of the most genius uh, comedians are those that are taking that path less traveled that is just, it's either going to hit and hit so hard that it's amazing or people are going to go, what the hell was that, right? Like <laughs> yep. it, it has to be, there's no... Uh, the people in between is mediocrity, right?
2: Yep. Yep. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there's two approaches there. So one is the lack, like, your approach to, you know, co- one's approach to comedy. And so, I mean, I remember the first time, um, uh, I, I saw Dimitri Martin and I don't love the comedy, but I'm like, this guy's got a flip chart on stage. Who's <laughs> yeah. that, what comedian brings a flip chart on stage? <laughs> yes. That's not the way comedians are supposed to perform. And I thought, and I was like, yeah, you know, what's crazy about comedy is that there's so many comedians who, who have their definition of what a comedian should be, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous that in a, in, a, in a creative pursuit that should have no rules, that there are all these rules that mm-hmm. actually exist. And that's so not right, right? It's, it's, about engage, it's about whether they laughed or they not. That's the only metric that matters in comedy. Either they laughed or they didn't. And and who cares how you made them laugh? So that's the first part of it. The second part is once a comedian has developed something, it is so easy to go, I'm just going to do the gold material. I'm just going to do the seven minutes that I know works because I get that applause and that response. And people are afraid of tanking. Of course, if you never, if you're not afraid of tanking, you will never grow past your first seven minutes. You just go back to that. And that is something that I've, I've really incorporated into speaking where every single speech, I have what's called the new two. And the new two is that there's two minutes that I've never, ever done before. I've never thought about it. It's a new perspective. It's a new study. It's a new example, something. Because mm-hmm. I know that if I don't explore the new two and potentially tank it for those two minutes, I'm never going to end up with an amazing ten. And I'll just come back to being I'll be the same old speech every single time. So within the construct of a speech which has all that gold, you need to be constantly putting yourself out there and saying, I don't care if this 2 minutes bombs because there's enough gold around it that the audience probably won't even notice. Because I have to pursue that two minutes because if I do it, I go, ah, oh, there's something there. And maybe it's not perfect yet. And, you know, the, the, the line I'll tell other speakers is, look, you need to pan for silver, but work for gold. Yeah. So you just need to see that there's something there that's interesting enough to pursue and make better. But you'll never do it if you're not comfortable enough to step outside and risk failure.
1: Which we had, uh, I, I think you probably know, Louis Ramey on the show previously. He's a stand-up professional comedian. And I just recently heard yeah. – uh, Trevor Noah and Jerry Seinfeld, they all say the same thing. Like they, they're they out there trying to perfect their craft. And, yeah, there's some things that they maybe will have always done if it's in a very big generic group of people. But for the most part, when they go up to do stand-up and they're doing this on a weekly basis, they're testing out that two minutes that you talk about. They're trying to figure out, and they'll do it probably 100 times before they get the right timing, the right phrasing, the right word, whatever it is. That two minutes of being uncomfortable and bombing—they've all gone through it, and ultimately, you want the big, huge payoff laugh. But they're fine with being uncomfortable for those two minutes, knowing that the payoff is going to be fantastic down the road. It's a great point.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, there's—I think with the funniest, the funniest comedy um, is the comedy that it, it's funnier the closer to the line it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, the closer to the line you get, it's even more funny and um and when you cross over the line when you've gone just 2 inches too far it bombs yeah and so that's the difference right it's not this this m- massive crater between success and failure it's actually a tiny sliver of subtlety yeah and so you have to continually push yourself to get closer to the line now in speaking um the the closer you get to saying something That really makes people stop and think. And so the line isn't about inappropriate humor, but the line is where you cross over. You go, you know, if you say something like, well, you should be fired for doing that. Well, that crosses the line into something that's inappropriate for a speaker to say. Sure. But if you bump up as close to that, that's what silences a room and makes people think, oh, shit, he's right. Yeah. That's really powerful.
0: It is. And and it's like I look at sort of this new breed of comedian that are doing sort of what you are suggesting. You know, you, I go back as a kid and I remember watching, you know, Don Rickles tearing people apart on the on the Dean roasts and stuff and, and or Rodney Dangerfield sort of hitting you with the one liners. And that sort of is what that era of comedy looked like. But but we fast forward to today and I look at, you know people like Bo Burnham, who uh, honestly, the, the the last special I saw of his, of, of him sort of doing the whole Kanye little piece at the end of part music, part creating a song, but he's basically bearing his soul in a very uncomfortable way, um, but an entertaining way that people, I felt like people weren't understanding that he was I mean he was laying some really heavy stuff out there and and sort of poking fun at it at the same time but like there was a part of me that that my heart sunk uh as I'm watching it but I was so compelled that I couldn't look away uh because he was sort of bearing his soul in in a way that isn't traditional comedy right
2: yeah, he. I mean, um, there's a there is a new era of comedy, and certainly Bo Burnham is at the uh, certainly, if not at the forefront, he is um, uh, has was in the past certainly pushed that forward. You know, the the lines I love from that bit in the special is when he addresses when he talks about the audience and says, "Part of me loves you, part of me hates you, yeah. part of me needs you, part of me fears you." Yeah. <laughs> And that's opening up a a, a soul, um, you know, and here's a a, a little skinny kid who attempts to give you what he cannot give himself. Yeah. And uh, and so that exposing the soul, I think, is is a new place for comedy. And and more and more over the last year, um, I think the really powerful comedy is in the moments that follow the punchline. It is the silence Mm -hmm. that follows the laughter that's where the power really comes in. And what's what's new for this is because comedy used to lead you there, but they would never give you the silence because it was on to the next punchline. Yeah. They would never explain what the silence or what the laughter was supposed to set up. And now you've got Hannah Gadsby who, who stops in the middle of Nanette, who literally quits doing stand-up in the middle of a stand-up special yeah. to go really emotional. You got Adam Sandler... Who ends his like he's the most juvenile comedian of yeah. all time? He yeah. ends his special 100% fresh <laughs> with a touching tribute to Chris Farley and a beautiful song about his wife. Like, yeah. Come on, yeah. And I think that's where. And some traditional comedians are like, well, oh, that's not stand up. Yep, really call it blue ocean entertainment then i don't really care yeah what it is it's a powerful experience for the audience and stop with the labels because that was amazing yeah. yeah
1: well it comes back to your thought because what you're when i first saw this and i know there's probably some confusion for people out there when, when you say i'd rather come in last than come in second you know the fr- well first off the first thing i thought about was ricky bobby and yeah. <laughs> Nights. Right? <laughs> if you ain't first you're last you know right. i'm the best there is <laughs> i'm a winner but it, it goes beyond yeah. that and I. I remember seeing an interview with Janet Jackson saying what pushed her and all of her brothers, the the rest of the uh, Jackson five, what, what pushed them to really take chances was their dad's motto. He said to them regularly, there's no greater distance than that between first and second place. And I think her point was nobody remembers second place. You know, second place is just yeah. the beginning of this list of people who didn't win. And to your point, I think what you're trying to do is not get ensconced in mediocrity. That if you never push yourself, if you don't be creative, like, you know, I know we've just listed off a ton of comedians. You could do this in business. We could do that in the speaker world. I mean, there are a lot of people that are making a lot of money that might be playing it safe. And they are doing the same thing over and over and over. And I think the ones that we applaud that we tip our hats to are the ones that are being risk takers and doing something a little bit different. And if it's, blue ocean entertainment, you know, that transcends everything, whether it's comedy, speaking business, whatever it is. So, you know, it, it took you, I think I'm so glad that you went into detail to say it isn't, you're either awesome or you suck it. You know, it, it really is about you. It sometimes is better to come in at the very bottom and just know you have a pathway. You've got, maybe it's a long and winding road, but you can ultimately make yourself so much better, but you got to take risk, right?
2: Yeah, totally. Because if you're in second place, you still lost. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you lost because maybe you didn't take a risk. If you if you're last place, it's usually because you definitely took the risk and you crossed over the line. But the subtle difference there, like comedy, is so subtle between crossing the line to failure and absolutely being brilliant on the other side of the line. So I I would say to you know to to reframe the Uh, the Jackson's uh, father, um, you know, his line is like, there may not be any greater distance between first and second place, but there's a tiny amount of difference between first and last. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I go and think of, you know, Jack Nicklaus uh, uh, wins 18 majors uh, in golf, but what people don't understand is he finished second place 19 times in top three 48 times Hmm. but nobody talks about the 19 second places nobody talks about the 48 times when you think of what could have been that one extra shot that one bad decision that one thing that that could have made him win even more 18 majors could have just as easily been 30 majors when you think about it Mm -hmm. and it's and it's it's pretty scary uh, um that uh that's the difference between you know what I mean, he's considered the greatest, even even by mm-hmm. Tiger's standpoint. You know what I mean? He he is still yeah. considered the greatest. And look at how many times he he failed. It's just it's amazing to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, love it.
1: So um, I know that you've been named one of the top ten creative comedians in. I- I- comedians or Canadians. Canadians.
2: Canadians, yeah.
1: Because you should be a top 10 comedian. Every time I'm around you, I bust a <laughs> gut. You're one of the funniest guys that I know. But um, as a top 10 creative Canadian, how do you get on that list? Because I'm like one of the top 1,000 people in Winter Garden, Florida. <laughs> I'd like to be on a top 10 list somewhere. How do you do it's that? The country, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was Marketing Magazine, right? So I think their lens was like, you know, uh, within the marketing ecosystem. Um, so yeah, um, because I think, I think, you know, like, like marketers who are creative people within advertising, you know, they, they try to play it safe by doing what they think, you know, even just what they define as authenticity is like, you know, I'm so authentic, really, you look and act and sound like every other creative in the business. Um, because that's what you think you're supposed to look and act and sound like. And there are so few people who actually, even though they're in a creative field that they don't step outside responding to a brief. So right. I just think through my career, I've, 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 um, the projects that I've been most excited about are, are the ones that don't fit into any traditional definition of what an ad is. You know, like I built a, a, um, uh, a branded art gallery for Volvo and uh, to launch a car and, you know, we, we brought in a whole bunch of artists and was for the launch of the Volvo C30. And I said, look, like the whole global campaign is what do you think? So we went to artists and said, what do you think? You express yourself what you think the car is. Mm-hmm. Now, here is the most important part of that, in that the traditional brand definition is, but whatever you do, to, you know, just make sure that Volvo looks amazing. And I actually did the opposite. And I went to the artist and I said, "If you think cars are killing the planet, paint that. I don't care. Hmm. If I'm asking you to honestly express yourself, I can't put in parameters yeah. of what that means, because then that's not expression. That's right. You know, that's a commission. And um, so, no, I want you to express yourself. What do you think? The, the what do you think of the car? And it was so amazing. Because normally you think like, oh, they all did paintings. No, no. One person used the oil from the car as a medium. So they painted in the oil. Wow. Directly they pulled out of the engine. Um, Another person shot a day in the life of the car from the car's perspective, mounted a video camera on the top of the car Hmm. for a day. Um, Another person made the car a pinhole camera. So I don't know if you know what that is, but like yeah. you can take the body of anything and make a camera on, on, uh, and photographic paper. So they made the car the body of a camera with a pinhole out the back of the window. Like awesome. just incredible, incredible stuff. So when you take off the parameters and the boundaries from people and let them truly express themselves, that's where the great stuff comes in. But if you put in all the caveats, it's going to suck. It's just going to suck. I
1: think one thing that we both have talked about is uh, Ron's podcast, The Coup, which we're fans of. I know you said you just finished the first season. I've only listened to the first couple episodes. I've got some catching up to do because I also got your book, um, and I'm a a few days behind from Brant getting it, the book Think, Do, and Say. First, talk about The Coup. What, What is that? I know that this is your first foray into podcasting, right?
2: Yeah, I um. So the coup is, you know, as one part of the book was just this insight that, you know, when the real disruptors in any category are the ones who are solving the problems, the establishment can't or won't. Mm -hmm. And what we're what we're seeing in not just business and every industry and category, but in arts and culture and music and comedy and everything is that the establishment is being taken out um uh, by you know what i call insurgent forces and so uh, the coup just explores that in a wide variety of different ways of just like how is the establishment being taken out what is happening why aren't the establishment figuring this out that people are lighting their torches and taking them out (laughs) and what are the actual like what 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 after the establishment is taken out and there's a new power put in place is that better for us as people um, and what are, what are the ramifications to that? So that's that, that's what we explore. It's a it's a really really fun podcast, and um, um we we do it in association with uh, Roger's Frequency, and yeah, I've had a really really uh, really great time doing it.
1: Yeah, it's great and uh, very very well produced. And again, I'm holding your book right now. Think, do, say the the uh, you know subtitle on there: How to seize attention and build trust in a busy busy world. Just love this as well. I'm only about a third of the way through, but I know Brent, you've read it as well. Where um, where can they grab that, Ron? I know you said you're now in your second printing. I think you you shared with us.
2: Yeah, they can grab it wherever they buy books. Um, you know all the big retailers and uh, online, offline, Kindle, Audible. It's available. Um, yeah, pretty much everywhere. Uh, for some more background content, then go to think, do, Um But uh, it's available anywhere and everywhere. Nice. And if you can't find it, just email me. And I'll send you You know, I'll send you a copy or something. Fantastic.
0: Well, listen, brother, we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us on Thoughts That Rock. We are a huge fan of you and your work. Uh, continue to be inspired by you pushing boundaries everywhere you go um, and just making us all better people for it. So thank you so much for that. Um, Please say hello to the family and that, that beautiful kid of yours. And uh, we would uh, love to have you on again in the future. So thanks for spending some time with us this morning.
2: Well, uh, you know what? This the, the the support and admiration is a two-way street. So uh, thanks for doing this. Love the show. Love you too. Can't wait to see you again soon. But yeah, but thanks again. And, and to all the listeners in this thing, hey, you're in your car on the highway and bumper-to-bumper traffic? Thank you, Mary. <laughs> for listening yes. she's gonna love it
0: our three marys yeah. that we have are celebrating right now They're in super their fans. volvo c30s yeah, that's right we're
2: gonna start doing that
1: at the end of every show that's right this is awesome, awesome. thanks so much buddy you're you're yeah. fantastic talk okay. to you soon rock on
0: thanks
2: buddy. thanks guys